Hello, everybody. This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Kaylin Kieran. I don't think I said that correctly. H.N. Thomas and Edward Foote. Thank you all so much. They donated over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. Um, special episode. We're dropping this early on Friday the 13th to kick off our Friday the 13th serial killer. This episode, we're doing one episode uh, movies one through three. Uh, I'm really excited uh, about this. I'm excited to get back to be doing some more creative stuff like this. Um, and to get on a little bit more of a serious note, which I've been doing a little bit more from time to time, and I don't know why it's not fun. Uh, I need to dedicate this episode. Uh, a friend of our, a friend of ours, um, Joe T it's not the Joe. Um, he, uh, this is dedicated to him. Uh, he was an amazing guy. And he unfortunately took his own life, and that fucking sucks. And I loved him a lot. And if you need help, if you're feeling so down, you just need to call somebody. Just call a friend. Call a hotline. Um, you shouldn't be ashamed to do that. It's so important. Um If I could have just told them, you know, and it fucking sucks. And, um, I hope we get to tell some Joe stories soon. I do have some, uh, he's such a fucking good guy, man. Like genuinely good. And his whole family's good. And it's just fucking heartbreaking. And, um, he's a guy to me, he means a lot because, uh, he didn't give a shit about what people said. Literally didn't give a shit. He was his own person. Um, and he'd be so happy for what we were doing. I'm not sure if he even listened to the show or not. I never asked him. Uh, and I just know if he, he would just be, he would just be so into this. He really would. He would be so fucking into this. And it just sucks, man. So uh, this one's for Joe, and this is for everyone out there. If you need help, reach out to anyone, man. Reach out to the hotlines. Reach out to your friends. Whoever you want to do, go through your fucking phone list until somebody tells you how much they mean to you. Because somebody will. Somebody will. Because you do mean a lot to a lot of people. So anyway, uh, thank you, Joe. And um, enjoy this episode, guys. Director Sean Cunningham and his protege Steve Miner set out on their last attempt to strike it big in movies. They had a name, Friday the 13th. 
And in September 1979, they went out to a Boy Scout camp in New Jersey and began shooting what would be one of the most influential pieces of cinema ever. Like a tale out of a Hollywood film, the protege steps in to continue where his mentor left off. The result? Three films that not only changed the horror genre, but changed Hollywood entirely. From Bloody Disgusting and The Horror Show, this is Serial Killer. And welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Welcome back to Serial Killer. Yeah, we took a year off. Took a year off. Do we take a year off or like we're kind of like just behind like, like a couple months, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we've done two. I missed it. So, uh huh. I missed it. It's just a few months, but it is like it lapped a year. Like we didn't. I'm saying I miss doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fun, I guess. And it's not. It's this fun. was hard. <laughs> we did the first three episodes. We were even supposed to do the first four. And really, we were the first attempt was going to be seven movies this week, two episodes. Yeah. And thank God we didn't try that. It would never have worked. I mean, literally, we barely got through the. Three. We would uh, be recording all night. We would be. Uh, How We should have talked about this before we started recording. How are we going to do this? We're just going to talk about all the movies. Okay. We, got, we got some facts. Um, so the idea of Serial Killer uh, has always just been to kind of just discuss something. What was the first year? Was the first year Toby Hooper? It was. Toby Hooper's uh, filmography. Mm-hmm. We went through all of that. And we were asking the question, is Toby Hooper a good director? Good director. I don't even know if we came to an answer. So, yeah, I think we said... Ye- well, I, th- <laughs> I think I the answer remember. is kind of no, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre is so fucking good that it's like, yeah. Right. Like he, like Funhouse is fun. His, his, uh, his, uh, his contributions shouldn't be discredited from the other shit that he made. No, and I think it was more critical of his like canon run. Than Which was insane. Probably like Invaders from Mars and Life Force are kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. Not good movies. You always said that, yeah. Uh, then we did uh, Friday the th- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series. We did. Looking into that. Is and it boy, good? that wasn't good. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird. Uh, and I'm surprised. We didn't even get that much hate for that, which was insane. Yeah, because deep down, people know. They, they know. do know. Freddy is cool, and no one's going to take away from that. Yeah. And the first one's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're fine. If you I, put should, them on. I actually just saw somebody recently say the first one was not good. And I, I got somebody, so mad. Somebody wrote to you saying that Freddie actually sailed in like 1492. <laughs> took the kids away. <laughs> yeah. He was not joking. He was literally telling you that was a factual part of the movie. I do remember that. I totally forgot until you just mentioned it. So this year, I really didn't really want to do like another franchise because I feel like that's kind of easy to just like be like, oh, that kind of sucks. Friday the 13th, after watching the first three, which I've seen a million times mm-hmm. in like the last three years for some reason, we just watched two and three in a theater. We did. On this big screen. Um, this is an interesting franchise. I'm going to tell you right now, 
Friday the 13th is light years ahead of Nightmare on Elm Street. I agree completely. The first three are literally light years ahead of... I agree completely. They give you everything you want. Well, I mean, we're going to hit some dirt roads soon. Right now, we're, the road's paved in gold. That is true. <laughs> Once you get to, like, hell and... Well, hell's a fucking nightmare. It's, an, it's a nightmare. <laughs> but what you're saying, it gives you what you want. Yeah. They do. It's just, mm-hmm. like... You don't necessarily have to pay attention, but if you do, it's still a fine time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're not like, this isn't so, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what you want in a horror movie. It's a cabin in the woods. There's nudity. Yep. There's partying. Yep. And there's kills. Yep. And the kills are great. Yeah. And there's, a, like, a masked villain. Like a, like, a known villain. Yes, which is cool. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm interested to see what happens after this first part. Uh, so we're doing parts one through three. And I guess the question we're going to... I don't know. I don't know what the question is, honestly. In looking into these, I don't think it's going to be whether it's good or not. I think it's just. Does it hold up? What is Friday? Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't know. Sometimes I think Nightmare took itself way too seriously. Well, that's because Wes Craven made a very good movie the first (laughs) go around. You know what I mean? So they were kind of like sequeling. It would be like. Maybe this is giving it like a little too much credit, but it would be like doing a sequel to Get Out, like where there's like an element of psychology to the first one that you just like, like Get Out Two would be like what a fucking nightmare. Like, well, that's what you talk about for Nightmare. Yeah. Okay, because because the first one was so a little more psycho, psychological based. Um, So I I don't know, but this was like from day one, from the fucking jump, was just like there's somebody running around killing you while you're naked trying to fuck. That's it. Also, this movie makes me, or all these movies, at least, especially the first three, I've, for, I've forgotten how much I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> if, if, if you listen to the episodes from like eight months ago, we would complain about how this guy would just rev his engine. We stopped recording here. This is our first night back. And this fucking guy is still revving just his back, engine. Dude. Can't get enough of it, man. Can't get enough of Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. <laughs> so what were you saying? Do you even remember? I don't know. Anyway, I should report these on. movies make me appreciate John Carpenter's Halloween so much more because yeah. they very clearly pay homage in, in all of them. Like even in part three, as we'll get to, there's a scene where she's yeah. looking out the window and Jason's standing in the uh, clothesline like the yeah. sheets hanging, just like Michael Myers does. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sean Cunningham. When they uh, decided to make this. Well, so he he had the title Friday the 13th in his head. And he's like, I could sell a movie based on that name alone. So he takes out an ad in like Variety or whatever. One of those Hollywood. It's not Variety. I don't know. What? One of the Hollywood publications with a poster of a movie that didn't exist trying to sell it. That's how he gets it made. And he called his friend. It was just like, let's rip off Halloween. Oh, well. that's what he said. And he's like, all right. So that's what they did. I mean, usually you could tell like, oh, this movie might be paying homage to this and that, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. This is very clearly like inspired by Halloween. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that's just like, I'm going to take this and try and like up the ante. Yeah. And, and really, I don't know, man, it really did their own thing, even though. Even though it was a ripoff. No, they didn't. No, they, they totally made it their it's own. It's crazy. It's it's really weird. But like to start out being like, let's rip them off. Like so many people do that. And it's right. Because a lot of times you're like, why wouldn't, why am I watching this? So I could just go watch the more. Right, right, right. And this one doesn't do it. Um, 
our friend Blair, blah, 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 bananas, uh, sent me a message. That, that was very true. She's like, the first three are the exact same story. <laughs> Told three different times. Well, aren't the first all of them? Maybe all of them. But like they're like the story of them literally just is the same thing. As people going to camp, I, oh, we can jump around, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can jump. Around. I love because I was I was telling my wife I was like I love how like on Manhattan they're on a boat and there's still somehow the doomed guy. I assumed it was the same doomed guy in all of them for some reason, even though I've seen it. All no, time. but that guy fucking dies. And they just replace him in the third one. Like, <laughs> Dude, that that was one of my notes. That made me laugh so hard. Why kill him off in two when you bring in somebody else to just do? This he does thing? the same thing. It, it's like no different. He's just. <laughs> he even talks the same. It's fucking it cracks me up. Wimbly ass boy. Cracks me up, dude. Because when he died in two, I was like, "This is bullshit." Like I know I've seen him in other ones. <laughs> Just another old idiot. Yeah. And in the third one, he's holding an eyeball, and everyone's like, "Hey, what is that?" And in he, your hand? Did he even disclose where he got it from. <laughs> All right. Now, can we wait? Can we actually talk about uh, issues we have with the Friday the Thirteenth? Sure. Why is Jason aging? <laughs> the Jason aging thing. The timeline <laughs> makes zero sense. There's a documentary. I won't call it a great one, like the nightmare one. Uh, but there's a documentary on Shutter. It's called uh, Crystal Lake Memories, I believe it's called. Six hours fucking long. And it's the same thing. It's kind of an oral history of these movies. Um, and it's really funny, though, because they hit on some of these questions and they'll ask like some of the people not fully involved, like Savini and stuff, not the creatives behind. Yeah. <laughs> Savini's like, did you say where this is on? The- it's on shutter. Okay. I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Savini's like, so what did he do during those three years? Just a child hanging out by the lake, eating crawfish. <laughs> and it's true. Like, what the fuck happened? But also the aging thing made no sense. Well, so at the so end, he dies when he's a kid. Dies when he's a kid in 1958. 1958. The the first Friday the 13th takes place in present day, which is 1980. Mm-hmm. So what's the math on that? 22 years? Here's my theory. He's still very young when he's in the water. Right. The next movie takes place five months after the events mm-hmm. of the first one. And he is a man. He's he's grown rapidly. He's grown more in those five months than he has in those 22 years since he died. And then in the third one, he has been hitting the gym hard because he is monster. He's yoked. And he also has no neck whatsoever. None. And then we go to, like, later on, we'll go to Kane Hodder era. Yeah. Big guy. Yeah. And Ken Kurzinger, who's fucking ridiculously huge. (laughs) None of it makes sense. Why would he be working out? Also, why... Why does he need a mask? Uh, well, he's so, dead. <laughs> he's he's embarrassed. So I don't. So here's my. Want to be ID? Can I tell you my theory? Can I tell you my theory? Here's my theory. Which, by the way, I don't even know why we're gonna get into the theories because when you see these interviews with these guys that made it, they were like, "Well, we just had to come up with something." Well, <laughs> they're very like, obvious. <laughs> they're like, uh, we just needed something to happen." That honestly makes me like it more because. They somehow pulled it off. Yeah, like no one gives a fuck somehow. Um, Here's my theory, though. Anything that took place, anything that came out of the water. Yeah. It's a a hallucination. It's a hallucination. Oh, I thought the water was going to be like. It's like part of like some type of mental hallucination. Because it happens at the end of all three fucking films. Right. And every time it's something that 
doesn't really exist. They don't actually ever get pulled into the water. Okay, so in then, all of them. Well, how's that explained, Jason? Jason was never in the water. Where was it? Just hanging out with Pam. Oh wait, no, because Pam's really upset because he's dead. So <laughs> there goes my theory. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what know, if, man. What if the water causes you to age slowly? Okay, that's and then when you're like out of salt the water, water. It's like salt water. Like what? It's like salt water. That causes you to age slowly? I don't know. Like salt keeps things preserved. Okay, I like it. But it's a lake. Are lakes salt water? I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they can. Maybe Pam just poured just all, kept all this for twenty two years, just salting the lake. <laughs> we need to make a prequel. <laughs> Two people would be so offended by by all and that this. boat. <laughs> just Pam Voorhees, but, but it's with a salt shaker. Mm-hmm. So it's just really salt. Yeah, yeah. Like and people are like, "Hey, it's all crazy. Why don't you, why don't you just use a bag of salt?" She's like, "No." <laughs> Well, anyway, I like it. So then when uh, he's out, he ages like a normal. Person. Right, right, right. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> so um, I think we were going to say something else about that, but uh, I can't remember what it was. About Just him the idea. aging? I don't know. Well, we talked about the mask. Do you have an oh. idea why he's wearing a mask? So I know, but in the third one, I actually really liked it. Um, and we'll... Maybe we should save that for when we get there. So like, let's just start with the first one. Well, let's start with... And for those who've never listened to Serial Killer, we don't really break it down as in depth as, as much. We do. Yeah, yeah. Some of them we will, I think, because there's a couple episodes where we only do two, two I'm movies. I'm more excited to talk about the bad ones. Same, same. Like the first three, me and you have watched. I don't even know. Did we talk about three in the part threes? I don't even know if we did. Oh. Maybe we browsed. That was over. how many years ago? I don't even know. Not how long, long ago. Not, not long <laughs> It's a, I, I, I've watched part three like more than any movie. Joe, I've all three of these I've watched like a dozen times in the last two years, and I, I was so fucking mad. <laughs> and somehow I still had to take like a few notes and be. Like, I totally forgot. So, um, I would say that this is probably also one of the most like aggressive expansions of a franchise ever. Like they knew what they had, and they just started pumping them out. So even though Halloween came out. How many years two before? Years two before. years before. Yep. Part Halloween two. two didn't come out until one year after. Right. That's what I was going to say. Again. Part two came out like six months before Halloween 2. Oh, part two came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So Friday had more movies in the franchise but before part two. Halloween 2. Isn't that crazy? That is. That's fucking wild. Like they were just like, boom. And they they hit it. Like, I, And maybe it was a thing. Maybe people saw Halloween and they were like, I fucking want that. No, definitely. And then Friday comes along and actually provide, like, because there was ones, there were movies in between, but nothing like this. The two movies you could tell that these guys loved, yeah. like, worshipped, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, they even threw in a fucking chainsaw. And it's even um, inspired somehow by... Evil Dead. Evil Dead. <laughs> so those who don't know, uh, the creators have recently said that Jason Voorhees is a deadite. Cool, right? Except he's not. Because Evil Dead came out four years after Friday the 13th. So there's no way Jason Voorhees... Like, think about what you guys are fucking saying. See, but I he's not like a dead eye. They just they just go with whatever they want. That's to do. fine, and honestly, it's cool that you're tying it in. But you can't be like, oh yeah, he's always been. That's that's been our plan. <laughs> it's not because it the thing didn't exist when you made it. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, super aggressive. Did the documentary? You watched all of it? No, I haven't watched all of it. I just watched up to part three. Perfect. 
did they have a plan all along to make Jason like I no because if you look at the events of the first one, like I they agree. have no reason to be like I'm making a sequel by making the fucking freak in the water <laughs> the main character. Yeah, not not even considered. Like they they were trying to figure out how to bring Pam Voorhees back. Okay, so that actually makes work because that always fascinated me because the first one was such yeah. a big hit. Like, yeah. why would you make that? Why leap would you to fuck Jason? up the fuck up the formula? Why would it that's be a good, Jason? That's a great question. That's like when you win a championship in a sport and then just deconstruct the team, and you're like, why wouldn't you just bring them all back and try one more time? Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been stupid if you brought. <laughs> I've been, been so mad if before he showed up again. Also, I don't think there's anyone that dislikes the Friday franchise more than Betsy Palmer, who plays Pamela <laughs> Force. Dude, in the documentary. I, I was telling Joe this earlier, but I've I watched it after that. She's she was like, oh yeah, I go to these conventions and people are saying how much they love me, and I look at them and I say, why why do you like this? <laughs> I met her. God rest her soul. <laughs> she's something else. She's something else. But she also did have like a level of pride to it. It was weird because I don't know. It was very odd. It was very odd. She was in a lot of movies in the '60s and stuff, kind of as like the wholesome girl. And I guess she claims that when this came out, people were like, you've ruined your reputation. <laughs> I know. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, and she's like, I don't give a shit. But that's pro- it's probably the most successful movie of her career. It has to be. She claimed it was like this sunshine and smiles thing from 1960, which I highly doubt. Um, so uh, also, let's just talk real quick. Slashers slashers so this is a slasher for sure it is halloween slasher halloween's a slasher halloween's the godfather but why is that father why why is halloween the godfather when like there was a bunch of other stuff like like what texas chainsaw is that not a slasher i mean slash is usually a knife like some people put peeping peeping tom which i would not put and psycho Psycho could be. Psycho probably laid the blueprint. Maybe, but it's like, a, I don't know. I don't consider it. But anyway, I don't think they have enough gore. Like, to me, a slasher isn't just the knife. It's like just killing and gore. Like, just nonstop killing. I feel like you need to slash. Yeah, but you can slash with a uh, fucking chainsaw. Well, you cut. And fucking grandpa slashes with his hammer. <laughs> Grandpa's not slashing <laughs> shit. Black Christmas. Is a slasher, 1974. Mm-hmm. I give five fucking stars. You should. It's so good. Um, that's definitely a slasher. Geniuses. But maybe also, maybe also, maybe not enough gore to be like, I don't know. You got to start somewhere. I mean, would Suspiria be? No. Mm, I don't know. No. No. That's like witchcraft. Yeah. So here's the ones I had listed. Black Christmas, 1974. Town that dreaded sundown, 1976. If you like a cop procedurals. I mean, you could tell that these guys like that movie. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's wearing the fucking, fucking bag. bag head. Uh, Hills Have Eyes, 1977. That's just genetic. Halloween, 78. Maniac, 1980. Maniac's, Maniac's a slash. Maniac, I think, actually came after this. Okay. Technically, but they were probably filmed at the same time. Isn't that weird how things happen like that? Like, like I always think about it, even with like music. Like, yes. Like, for instance, black metal. Yeah. They all sounded the same. They all came up at the same exact time. Like the same year. But why does that happen? Grunge. And they, they all come up at the same time. Death metal. You have DSI, Cannibal Corpse, I, all that. I think it's I think there's an element to Hollywood where they know like they're like, this company's producing a slasher, so let's 
get on board too. It's like we well, let's follow their lead and like maybe that is the hot thing. Like, well, I'm sure after they saw the success of Halloween, most yeah. companies, but like, was was Friday Thirteenth even done by a company? Had no, a no, he, no, he had uh, three investors from like, yeah. Long Island. Exactly. So. so, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are just like, let me try it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, burning well, in '81, Halloween two. The burning. 81. I mean, it's so funny because this movie clearly is the father of slashers for sure. Halloween influenced lots of things. Yeah. Like just in filmmaking. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. as far as just pure slashers, Friday the 13th is the father. And like you mentioned the burning. The burning is Friday the 13th. Oh, it's... It is. The, it is. You can't even... Like Propsy <laughs> camp. is a disgusting freak. <laughs> the, the camp. Deformed. Uh, it's the same exact fucking thing. <laughs> even the way that like uh, Jason Alexander is acting... Is just like the people in Friday oh, the 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the tropes were yeah. taken. It's actually crazy because there weren't as many tropes in Halloween. Oh. Friday the 13th might have started a lot of tropes. Definitely. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of fucking crazy, actually. Like every movie after that, you can just have like a family tree. I also like them because Friday the 13th, they were like, from movie one, we were like, let's just get cheap actors that we don't have to pay a ton for and yeah. just kids. And it fucking worked. It fucking worked. Kevin Bacon. Fucking Kevin Bacon. He's doing a lot of fucking in this film. He is. Good for him. <laughs> so, part one, produced and directed by Sean This is our most intelligent Cunningham. conversation. Like ever. We used to do this Did one, we? once upon a time. <laughs> like, yeah, I think when we would do, like, roundtables and shit. We would like actually like talk, Paul? talk about shit. Yeah, well, no way, dude. Paul actually like used to say like meaningful things like, instead say, of just being like, yeah, honestly, blah, 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 blah. it can't be true. Because <laughs> the first time we had him was the creature feature. Yeah, we talked about no, oh. Sean. He just like made Langolier noises. <laughs> <laughs> made Langolier noises. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, so written by Victor Miller. This film, uh, the first one, he'd later go on to write uh, Jury Duty. <laughs> Great movie. I love that movie. Released May 9th, 1980. It's got a 6.5 on IMDb. People say I look like Paulie Shore. You don't. Uh, that's what I say. Yeah. That's a good thing, too. <laughs> uh, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, though, from critics. That's good. Solid shit. Uh, Betsy Palmer, Adrian King is Alice. Kevin Bacon is Jack. One of his early roles, besides Animal House. Budget, $550,000. In its opening weekend, it makes $6 million on a limited release. It ended up grossing $40 million in the United States. $60 million worldwide. That's fucking crazy. I would have just retired. I mean... <laughs> What have uh, these guys done since? Yeah, well, Aside from Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jason this in this movie is played by... Ari Lehman. Ari Lehman. Little Ari Lehman. The little See, boy. Every con ever. Every fucking con. You could get his autograph for... That guy makes bank at Oh, yeah, cons. yeah, yeah. For sure. People Which, love seeing him. I think, I think that's so weird, but whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to bash the guy. Good for him. Right? Play one role as a kid and... Go to, I would do that in a second. Wait, he wasn't a kid, was he? He was baby Jason in the water. He was 16 years old. All right. The kid was, the kid was well, maybe. All right. Uh, 
1958 uh, takes place, like we said, takes place in 1958. Um, two camp counselors, famous. Wait. And we start out from the jump with a killer POV fucking killing these two camp counselors. What a way to kick off a movie. Yep. Um, I love that uh, sound effect, too. Oh, man. And where did they even come up with that shit? That's a good question. We should do more interviews. I'd love to ask people that. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure they can't be hard to get. No, no. And I'm sure it's in that documentary somewhere, but they did not talk about it yet. <laughs> um, and we meet Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph is a guy who will show up in the first and second and then... <laughs> A variation of him in every other fucking movie. And he's, you know, screaming about a death curse and all this. Um, and we meet Alice. You think Alice I is going to be your main character. I have the answer right here. Oh. Uh, well, you're going to have to wait a second because I'm reading it. They wanted to uh, copy the Jaws score. Okay. And that feeling of like anticipation. The, the budget wouldn't allow like the actual score. So somebody came up with a kiki ki ma ma ma. Well, I'm glad <laughs> somebody. Killing mommy. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad thought. Damn. And uh, one of the guys is upset that people think it's cha cha cha. It's Wait, so is, ma, ma, ma. is it Kiki ki, ki, ma, ma, ma? That's what they say. Kiki ki, ma, ma, ma. I mean, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking. You might. You probably should have said, you know, kill mom. Kill, kill, kill mom. Oh man, it, yeah, I, I like it, but it's chi chi chi. Ah ah ah. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um. Well, that's interesting. I kind of like that. I mean, that makes way more sense, right? Yeah. Because in the end, in the final scene with Pam Voorhees, where she wants to kill uh, the, the girl, I forget which one it is now, um, the final girl, um, she's hearing Jason talk to her, and it's like, kill mom, kill mom. So that makes perfect sense, man. That's I'm, She's not hearing it. She's, she's fucking talking to herself, making the noise with her own mouth. But Or is she? Oh no! When she's like, eh, "I'm Jason. definitely no, <laughs> no." I thought she heard. I thought she heard the voice too. Anyway, anyway, Annie, um, Annie, you meet. Um, wait, is Annie? Hang on, sorry. Annie's who you meet. Is she the final girl though? No. Oh no no. Alice. Okay okay. That's what I thought. Alice. Yeah. I get. It. Oh, fuck. I'm such an. All right. Anyway, so we meet Annie. She's the first girl. You think she's going to be the star of the show, mm -hmm. right? 20 minutes in, she's picked up by a hitchhiker, chased down in the fucking woods, and gets her throat slit. Yeah. Also, great special effects. The gore in this crazy. movie is A-plus top-notch. Could not even believe that. Like, you know, it's weird because we've seen this a ton of times, yeah. but it's when we're, start, when we're trying to, like, Make think of stuff for the yeah. show. You look at that fucking gash on her throat, and it was fucking disgusting. Savini's it was way too realistic. It was so fun. Dude, there was not even a slight hint that there was makeup on her neck. Yeah. Like, it was so fucking crazy. Um, and it's almost a predecessor to, like, the scream formula of killing off Drew Barrymore in the first, mm -hmm. in the opening movie. Because they, this Annie girl. Well, there's a direct correlation there. Yeah. Annie is the girl. Like, they are pumping her up. Like, she, you're learning a little bit about her story. She's going to this camp, blah, blah, blah. 
she's nonstop in the first 20 minutes and then she's just hunted down and fucking murdered. It's fucking insane. Um, and then they bring you into the, the real story after that. Um, big shock to kill off your, your main character, but not as shocking as Kevin Bacon in a Speedo. Just fucking galloping around out there. Getting it. Um, let's see. Uh, so they play Strip Monopoly. Can you even imagine playing Strip Monopoly? How boring that would fucking be? That is my exact note, and I said it out loud to my wife, that there is nothing that would turn me on less than having the fucking bank and play Monopoly. Ugh, what a nightmare. Doing finances. Doing high finance. Strip fucking I'd honestly Monopoly. be like, just keep your fucking clothes on. I would too. I would too. There's, I, there's nothing that would honestly interest me less. Like, just either cut to the chase or don't waste my fucking time. Like... Play any other game that would be fun. <laughs> it's so weird that that's what they used at this. Um, oh man, it's fucking great. Um, and then you know, forty minutes in, people start getting picked off right away. So not only is the franchise aggressive, you know what other movie was influenced uh, by a scene right before people start getting picked off? What? The Sandlot. Really? When uh, he fakes drowning. He friend. He makes out with that girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just an old. Old trick. Yeah. They created it. Okay. <laughs> um, doomed guy. Doomed guy. He is in the closet and it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. You're doomed. Why is he there? The guy is everywhere. <laughs> I like in the second one when he rides a bike around. <laughs> Just yelling it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, Which, why is he killed? Jason kills counselors that fuck. Yeah, uh, that was something I noticed too. They kind of, he kind of just and in part whatever. three, he's killing random people. <laughs> he's just killing everybody. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's really fucking weird. Uh, you know, he's just gotten sick of it mm. at that point. He's just like, you know what? All these kids are fucking assholes. They're just farting around. I mean, it gets a little more confusing <laughs> when he decides to go to outer space. And well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> things get a little more complicated there. But uh, anyway, um, so it's an aggressive movie in its expansion in the marketplace. Also super aggressive in filmmaking. 40 minutes in, and the the movies we talked about that came before this, besides like Texas Chainsaw and Halloween, even Black Christmas, much slower burn. Much slower burn. Not a lot of on-screen killing until the very end. Um, and not that not as many and 40 minutes into this and people are getting offed violently 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 kevin bacon takes kevin an arrow Bacon's through the throat kill is probably the greatest kill in movie history yeah in, in my honest opinion yeah and they actually said that the blood splurt you know how it like shoots out yeah. was actually a fucking accident um the like the hose broke underneath that squirt the blood and it wasn't as powerful and it broke and the guy was like oh shit so he just put his mouth on it and blew as hard as possible and that's why it like shoots up like that yeah and savini was like savini wanted to take credit for it but he was like well i guess i can't take (laughs) but it was still great right (laughs) um yeah yeah and and the emphasis on uh you know on Besides Halloween, this is much more like those other movies, which is who's the killer? 
Mm-hmm. That was the premise of this ho- uh, Friday the 13th, whereas in the future ones, that's not going to be the case. But who is the killer? And there was you a lot of red herrings. You would have been shocked if you saw this in 1980 by who the killer was at the end. Uh, I think so. But think like so they didn't really like Pam wasn't really a character up until like the last five minutes. Right. That's why I would have been shocked. Be like, what the fuck? I think that all makes sense. But then it's almost like, sh- yeah, I guess that's true. But then it's also like. As soon as she shows up, she's like, I want to hear the story about my son drowning. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I think I see where this is going. I love when she first shows up and you're like, it was oh, so she, I mean, I've, we've seen it a thousand times, so I didn't think that. But like, if you were seeing it for the first time, you'd be like, oh, she's safe. Like, Yeah. Also, there was definitely some uh, trickery there because every stand in for Betsy Palmer in those kills wasn't like a man. Like hairy knuckles and like you could see hair on his hands like in all the kill scenes because somebody was doing stand-in work for it wasn't betsy palmer obviously because it would give it away like (laughs) good old lady hands um so yeah they they were very hairy hands so i think there was also um a little trickery there you know what i mean making you think definitely it's a guy sure and all the red herrings in this are that it's the guys around the camp like it's with somebody around that camp. Um, I mean, probably Ralph was probably a big choice for people. Yeah. Crazy Ralph. Um, Bill gets his arrows to the face. Alice is our final girl doing everything she can to survive. Uh, in the final scene, she's barricaded herself in the cabin. Um, it's actually probably the most realistic barricade I've ever seen. Cause she literally piles everything <laughs> in that fucking room against the door. Uh, she runs out and she's greeted by Mrs. Voorhees. I'm Mrs. Voorhees, a friend of the Christie's. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. Mrs. Voorhees then starts ranting about the son dying, her son, her little son, whose name was Jason. Again, you're right. It's crazy that this was not planned. For Jason to take over because like the emphasis on his name, like who gives a fuck? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so crazy. I don't know. And we get our first flashback of the kid drowning, screaming, help mommy, help. And she goes, I am Jason. I am. And then big Pam pulls out a fucking Bowie knife and the battle's on. Um, and it's crazy because the same formula will be used for all of Jason's hunt and kills. All of them. All of them. Except it's, it is like mother, like son, like it's truly the same concept. And I, I, it's kind of cool like that though. Like it's kind of cool that they kept that formula despite the character changing completely. Like yeah. she chases this girl around a cabin for 10 minutes. Then they get outside near escape, near escape. Um, but then, uh, you know, the old frying pan to the head, old frying pan to the dome piece. <laughs> It's like the they live fight. This fight was forever. They're just beating the piss out of each other. Because it was actually two humans fighting. Right. Unlike the rest of them. It was just two two gals just beating the piss out of one another. Um, until Alice grabs a machete and cuts off her fucking head. It is a pretty awesome scene. Alice spends the night in a canoe on the lake. The cops show up. Alice is laying there. It's the most, like epic happy music of all time so it sounds like the twin peaks theme song it's so happy uh she's got this look on her face and then fucking still scares me this scene still still gives me the jump 
every single time. It happened in the theater. Well, the way that they they make the noise like loud. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They slow it down. He looks oh. like oh. Ari Lerman. <laughs> Ari Lerman jumps out with no makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. He's not. Anyway, uh, yeah. So baby Jason pops up, grabs her, but then she wakes up. In the hospital. Did you find the boy that pulled me under? Ma'am, we didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. Yeah. And that is how you end a fucking movie. Did you see that the hair was done by a place in Connecticut called no. Six Feet Under in Westport? The I, hair? Like the the hairstyling and all of the movie. Oh, no. The company that did it. Oh, cool. Caught my eye. Oh, that's very neat. Yeah, I can't find them anywhere. <laughs> Nine kills in this film. Ten if you include Pam. I do. And that's ten kills. Why would you not? Well, I mean nine from the From killer. the bad guy? Yeah. Because usually the bad guy doesn't die. And the rest of them. Well, does Jason count? So there should be 11. Jason wasn't killed on screen. Neither was the person with the axe. Sean Cunningham hands the reins to his protege, Steve Miner, who was working under Sean in the first one. Who did the fantastic... Lake Placid. Soul Brother. <laughs> Soul Brother. Soul whatever. Soul Patch. Um, written by Ron Kurz and Phil Scuderi. Released April 30th, 1981. So they did not waste any fucking time. Uh, budget, $1.25 million. Box office, $21 million in the U.S. alone. And I'm sure worldwide it took a huge jump after the first one. Um 6.1 on IMDb, 34% I'm curious, on Rotten Tomatoes. What movies had sequels so successful like like this? Like, I know Godfather 2 was huge. So... But I mean, like, in, in the I horror genre. I think it's considered one of the most successful franchises in any genre. I'm just talking about, like, like making the sequel, so pumping out a sequel so oh, fast, fast and having it successful. Because yeah. now, now that's the norm. Now it's the norm. But I can't yeah. think of anything other than Godfather 2. Nothing at the time, for sure. And like, you know, this crowd wasn't, I'm assuming, wasn't big Godfather 2 fans. <laughs> and and even back then, sequels were not No, okay. they weren't money makers. You no, gonna... no. Like Disney would have, like, do you remember like when Disney released a sequel, you knew straight up it was going straight to video. Straight to video, like Lion King 2, yep. Aladdin 2. Like there was no chance they were ever going to make a sequel. Like that was their premise. And I think they kind of set a tone for film where it was just... It was like a pride thing, right? Like, let's make art. Yeah, I just think that was always the case that they just, like, The Godfather 2 was an anomaly. Right. It was just an ex- a continuation of It was a continuation of the, of the story, right. But this uh, this is a straight-up sequel, and they pumped it out fast and... Totally different. Just use the name. Like, let's bank in on this. Like you said, that was even before Halloween 2. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I can't think of anything else. Texas Chainsaw 2 was way after. Yeah. Aliens was way after. That's so crazy. They were just like, let's make more money. <laughs> genius. Let's make a lot it's more fucking money. Genius. And somehow probably made somehow probably made more money based on the sequel introducing Jason as a character rather than you no, know what I mean? No doubt. Like no people doubt come to that. part two because they like part one, and then part two's like, what the fuck is well, this? It, guy? It's a whole new series. Yeah. Now. It's a whole new series now. And it, it almost becomes even more, it, it almost changes again in part three when Jason becomes a little bit more supernatural. Well, then he dons the mask. Yeah. 
And now he's like a character. Yeah, it's almost like a whole new part one. Fuck. So fucking crazy. Um, They really did kind of... And in in terms of like a movie, this is a really good sequel. Like This is good. Which one is your favorite out of the first three? Um... It's really hard because I think I think one's the best. Okay, but I think I really like two. I, I really like two, and, and I all, I mean I really like three too. Three is fun. Three blows my mind. Three is the most insane. The kills in three, like in three, they were like, okay, we know exactly what people want. Like they did one. I agree. They did one. They had a story. It was good. Then two, they kind of like let loose a little bit. They're like, oh, people really like the sex, like the teens having sex and this dude killing or somebody killing them. And then three, they were like, hey, you know what? That's all people want are titties and blood. Yeah. So let's just fucking do it. And they do. And and they put 3D. And honestly, it's a fun 3D movie. (laughs) We saw it in 3D. We We, we got to watch it with glasses on. Uh, gave me a migraine. <laughs> when that guy has the rake that's like poking out, the people in front of us are going, whoa. And it made me, it still makes me laugh thinking about it. It's the most like tame effect. It, we watched it in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> All the effects are so fucking dumb in that. It, it's so insane. Except for the eyeball. When the eyeball screws <laughs> <laughs> they're all so stupid dude like they were clearly like oh fuck we're out of uh things to make 3d so <laughs> let's just keep stabbing people with pitchforks anything so that way the knob was just <laughs> wagging in their face <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous like, jason with a pitchfork is so funny too i love it me multiple too. kills with a pitchfork me too. two in a row and anyway. a fucking sad sack oh shelly that's his name, Shelly. Shelly is such a, Can we talk about... Sh- I'd rather be a jerk than no one like me. And everyone's like... Every time... You're fine. Every time he's just ruining people's time, he's like, what? He has to be special needs, right? Because at, at, I was like, this guy's an asshole. And then I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't say that because... I, because there is a guy... One of the guys in the movie is like, hey, he doesn't know better. And like He says it very seriously. I'm like, wait, maybe he is special needs. I, I kind of think... And they dropped it... They, they said something else. I think they used the R word, honestly, in it um, about him. But, well, it was the 80s. I mean. But I, I know, but I couldn't tell if it was 80s use. Like, 80s just like, let's just say that about anyone. Or if it was like a genuine, genuine diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know. I had no idea. Well, I mean, he... Very clearly has no social cues. Yeah, well, I mean, he's all... Anyway, we'll get to him. Let's do part two. Jason is played by Warrington Gillette. What a guy. What a name. So Jason still hasn't developed into full-blown supernatural, Jason. He still shows some weakness weaknesses in this one. I mean, the fucking guy falls off of a fucking chair. <laughs> so... um this play, it opens up two months after part one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in part one, Jason is a child. I thought it was five months. No, I I, I was wrong. Was two two months. months. After part one. Jason's a child. Um, they When they signed on Adrian King to perform in the second one, they did not tell her she was only going to be in one scene. <laughs> she thought she was going to come back for the full movie, and uh, she did not because she was asking for too much money. Dude, so she's in the beginning. Yeah. Bunch of, you know, jump scares. Mm-hmm. Jason shows up at her house yeah. for some reason. Like, he followed her just to get her. Yeah. Don't know why. No. To be honest with you. 
one of my favorite things ever, ever, is that he murders this girl. Well, he put, he puts a head in a fridge. <laughs> somehow, Diabolical. Somehow. And whose head? And whose head is correct. <laughs> we don't know. She sees it. He kills her. And he has the wherewithal and the courtesy to take her fucking boiling tea kettle off the stove so it doesn't burn fire to the house. I fucking love that. I fucking love that. Two is a really weird fucking movie. Uh, it feels, Jason feels the most human in two. Yeah. 100%. He, like, like I said, he falls off a fucking chair in this one. Like he's just standing on a chair. And like, oh, it was his mom's head in the fridge. But then why is the head, why? Why? Is he carrying it around? I think so, because he has a shrine of her. All right. Well, that's fucking stupid, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, Could yeah, she cut off the head? This opening. That's why. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so this opening is uh, very just heavy with red herrings and things like that. Uh, five years later, Crazy Ralph is fucking back. And this this movie, we have way more obnoxious kids. Way more obnoxious yes. kids. Uh, these are the kids that you'll see in the movies going forward. Uh, Crazy Ralph um, Crazy Ralph says, you're all doomed. You're all doomed. Uh, and the premise of this one is there's a bunch of counselors training for camp in the camp next to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> Wheels is there. We got our kid in the wheelchair. Who's but dick, again, I dick like, works. like Like I said in the beginning, it's... Well, his dick does work. That's <laughs> like you don't need to pay attention to these movies, but if you did, it still makes enough sense where you're not like furious. Yeah, like, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. up until you know, part five. Or and the girls in this one are next level '80s hot. In the first one, a lot more um, apple pie. Yep, a little bit more uh, down to earth. This one, nobody's wearing a bra. You can see all their nipples through their fucking sweaters. It's fucking wild. Again, and I love it. Trend setting. Trend setting. <laughs> because every slasher from here on just did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, camp counselor Paul Holt hosts a counselor. This is from Wikipedia. Hosts a counselor training camp near Camp Crystal Lake. The camp is attended by Sandra, her boyfriend Jeff, troublemaker Scott, tomboy Terry, wheelchair bound Mark, sweet natured Vicky. Jokester Ted and Paul's assistant Ginny. You think they did the wheelchair as an homage to Texas Chainsaw? Do you think they did it as an homage to the Burger King Kids Club? They did not. What? <laughs> oh, oh, it turns out they did. J- Jason's a member of the years, Burger King Club. Years later. <laughs> years later. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think they just, I think, I think they were smart enough to be like, can we just add as many things that we can do weird shit with? Elements that we can bring into this. Yeah, because part three, they threw in a pregnant woman, which is honestly so uncalled for. <laughs> and they don't even have the decency to let her live. <laughs> it's so bad. And I don't think like... It's so like, fucking bad. I know. I, I don't think people like pick up on it because no. they, don't, they don't like hammer it home. No, they don't. Because I only discovered that like recently. I was like, wait a second. That's funny. I just discovered it while looking at a kill list before part three. I was looking at how many kills in each movie and who they got that as two. They didn't. But it was a note. There was like a note side. There was like a note side that was like, "Hey, if you want to be fucked up and count the baby, here." I mean, it's it's legitimately uncalled for. It's so uncalled. (laughs) It's so insane. Like, why is that a thing? And like, especially because they didn't hammer it home. I'd almost be like more like if they did it 
and went big with it and yeah. were like, hey. It's just you? not a shot. It's, it's just like, yeah, this pregnant woman's dick. Like, what the fuck? It's, like, it's ridiculous. Why should you have to include that? Just get rid of it. Um, these kids know about Jason. They're telling the story of Jason around a campfire. Which is, this is two months after the first one. No, now it's five years. Oh, five years. So oh, that's two right. Months, two months. Then five years. she got years. killed in five years. My bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. So I guess the folklore did have time to. Yes. But why is the folklore about Jason and not Pam? That's a good point. I guess maybe because he's the one that died and set her off. And I mean, they could be. Oh, they tell the story of her dying. Never mind. They, I think they tell the story of Jason coming back for. And they're doing it through campfire. Yes. And they have a guy jump out and he's wearing a Jason mask. <laughs> Which is crazy. Because nobody knows what he looks like. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, these movies cruise. And I don't mean like a hockey match. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, he looks like Ari Lehman's yeah, freak face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 minutes into this movie, these movies fly by. I love it. They they, they just cruise. They give you everything you want. Um, kids are starting to go over to Camp Crystal Lake. Cops aren't happy about it. They don't want them going over there and causing a ruckus. First kid to get got, Scott, gets his throat slashed. Fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, we don't need to get into the Jason age thing, but this is where it's very noticeable that Jason has become a full grown man. Yes. A very large man. Um, Does Scott get uh, killed before Doom Doomsday? Uh, no, I think he might have gotten killed first. There's like three. Dude, you're 30 minutes in and there's like three kills. The cop dies. Yep. The cop dies because Jason runs across the street like Bigfoot. <laughs> like every Bigfoot sighting ever. Like the cop's driving down the road and Jason's just lo- running across the street and into the woods. It's the weirdest fucking thing. And the cop's like, hey, wait a minute. And like goes after him and Jason fucking kills him. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, the only girl, though, who believes any of this is Ginny. Hmm. She's the only one that's like, hey, guys, I don't think we should really fuck with Jason. <laughs> Which is why she's the final girl. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, next, my second favorite kill on this, machete wheels taking the machete. To the face. And then wheeling <laughs> backward down the stairs. <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, Naked Gun where O.J. Simpson like, puts his hand in a bear trap and falls in the wet paint. Adding insult to injury. <laughs> Uh, old wheels takes the machete to the fucking face and is just fucking dude a thousand stairs yes the longest staircase I've ever seen Great Wall of China (laughs) (laughs) Jason's uh, did we mention he's wearing the bag head he is bag head in this I like bag head Jason man it's pretty cool the one eye it's solid it's solid I like it it's not bad wearing overalls why is he wearing overalls why Why where is he shopping from oh well (laughs) So I discovered. So in part three, it opens up with him just killing a grocer, a local grocer. Yeah. And I was like, I was always like, why is this happening? And it's to steal their clothes is what Wikipedia said. Okay. And I was like, makes sense. But I think I don't. Again, why is he so self-conscious? He cares more about his look. He is disgusting. (laughs) He also cuts his hair from two to three. He does. He does. Heavily. 
Maybe donate it to Lo- Locks of Love. Can we? He didn't. Can we? Um, can we talk about we've we've actually discussed this on the show plenty of times. Sure. But I still get a kick out of the fact how like I know I I can name Buzz specifically. He would be like Jason takes Manhattan. You see, I, w- I wanted to talk about this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, so when we were we all went to the growing elementary up. school together yep. growing up, we would always talk about movies, especially like this and Chucky. Yeah. And then Buzz in particular would be like, in Jason takes Manhattan, you see Jason's face. We we're like, holy shit. And like we did that for like every movie. You li- you literally see his face in, in every, every fucking every movie. fucking movie. One, he's not wearing a mask. Two, his mask comes off. Three, his mask comes off. It's every fucking movie every you see his face. And also, it never looks the same. They can't keep it consistently. <laughs> I agree. And you know what? It wasn't even Buzz for me. I remember it was this kid, Kelsey, that lived on our street. Would always say the same shit, too. He was like, and Jason goes to hell, you see his face. Yeah, yeah. Jason goes to hell is another one. Like, they, they, they unmasked Jason. You're like, holy like, shit. What? You got to see this. <laughs> And, like, I had already seen his face in Jason Takes Manhattan, but still when I heard Jason Goes to Hell, I was like, holy shit. You get to see his face? But it's, it's like, the moral is kids are dumb. <laughs> kids are so fucking stupid and probably shouldn't be watching these movies. No. Of course not. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, that was crazy. I just, dude, and Jason was a part of my childhood from, like, as far as I can remember, Again, dude. We've already, like, I, I cannot stress enough how cool... And like important it is that like they just re- made they made this being this awesome bad guy yeah in a sequel yeah because like not even the original fucking like, thing. and it was like a last like they were like last ditch effort like they were like well we literally chopped this woman's head off I honestly it'd be, so really, cool. it'd be really hard to bring her back yeah. so let's uh, bring back this guy Jason unparalleled and it was also a matter of paying Betsy Palmer I believe they were like well she's too expensive. So it's just getting an unknown guy to play Jason. Uh, it's it's honestly incredible. And on top of it being like, well, this is going to make no sense, but let's make Jason a fucking giant. It's incredible. He was just a child five years ago. It would never be able to be done ever again. No. People would tear it apart. Like, what was the big Could movie? You just fucking imagine if you did that, like, to any movie now, how bad people would rip it apart. Exactly. They would fucking shred. I'm trying to think, like, what was a big, what's a big standalone movie that just came out? I have trouble with that. Uh, I can't think of shit. Uh, like a horror movie? It's like anything, I guess. You want to try and make a sequel? Like, right, Let's take Rocky. Imagine Rocky 2. <laughs> it's not about Rocky. Was about, like, I don't know. Rocky's neighbor? Yeah. Who wanted to be a boxer? Who saw Rocky and was like, I want to be a, a boxer, too. <laughs> I, I, it sounds all right. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds better than Rocky 5. <laughs> I guess the answer is imagine making Rocky Five and people being like, "This is awesome." Well, no, I want to see the sun. It'd be like it's like taking a character that was literally pronounced dead in the first movie as a child and then being like, "No, nah, let's make him a killer in this one." Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like, let's no, nah, let's just ignore all that from the first movie. <laughs> Fuck it, and let's just and Pam Voorhees rises from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Uh, so part two, the kills are fast and furious. Uh, he decimates. Still great effects. Literally decimates the camp. The two main characters, Paul and Ginny, uh, they go out drinking at this <laughs> townie bar, which also is a casino somehow. And they go out. Take place in Illinois. They, <laughs> they go out drinking. This is how their casinos are. Sorry, Illinois. They're almost as shitty as your strip clubs. 
And they go, they go out drinking, Paul and Ginny. And I mean, like they go out and, and by the time they get back from a little night of drinking, Jason has decimated the camp. Literally no one's alive. Everyone's fucking dead. Uh, They come back to the cabin and the cabin battle is on. It is on. I think this is one of the best scenes though. Um, So Ginny's our final girl. He gets Paul. Um, I think he just, how does he incapacitate Paul? I don't even remember. But anyway, Paul's out of the picture. Ginny makes a run for it. He just like, so Paul just like comes and goes as he pleases. He comes and Jason just kind of like incapacitates him and he's about to kill him with a pickaxe. And he's always comes back. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, So Ginny, this is like one of my favorite scenes. And I remember this. This is like burned into my head. One of my favorite Jason scenes. She runs into Jason's little room at the camp. Throat finds the shrine to Pam Voorhees. Her sweater's laid out. Pam's head's laying on the table. Candles are lit. Jason doesn't strike me as a candle guy, but he is. I can't believe that. I honestly can't believe it. <laughs> guy wears a fucking. No hat. way he can fucking handle light. He only has one eye hole. <laughs> Dude, there's, can you imagine him trying to light a lighter? <laughs> but she grabs the sweatshirt, puts it on. And starts pretending to be Jason's mom. Yeah. Why is she thinking to do that? I don't know, but it fucking works. It does. Until. Until Jason's like, hey, what? Wait, wait. wait. Whose head is that over there? <laughs> That's mom's head. <laughs> Whose head is that? You can see the gears turning in his one stupid eye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Jason attacks Paul and Ginny again, takes a machete to the neck. Um, she pulls off his mask, but we don't see anything, but they pull off the mask and they're like, Jesus Christ. They walk away. They think they're safe. They're back at the cabin. Another great jump scare. Uh, Ginny thinks all is well and good. And then Jason jumps through the fucking window and grabs her. <laughs> the end repeats itself. Yep. Ginny wakes up alive somehow, which I still don't understand that concept. Why? Well, cause I guess it's, I don't know. She's being loaded into an ambulance. Where's Paul? Where's Paul? And we close in on Mrs. Voorhees' head, which for some reason does not have the same hair as Betsy Palmer. <laughs> Betsy Palmer's hair grew a lot since she was last decapitated. It has. This was filmed in Connecticut. Yes, this one is filmed in Connecticut. And yeah. in uh, Preston, New Preston. Yeah, I was actually going to tell you we should go take like pictures down there or we something should. to coincide with this, but... We can go uh, next week. All right, sure. For the ones that don't take place in Connecticut. Yeah, we can. <laughs> no, well, this doesn't release for another two weeks, so. Let's do it. Let's do it. Why'd you say we can't? I don't know, just because we're lazy. There's a 0% chance we do it, but we can. <laughs> we'll talk about it, yeah. So, 10 kills. 10 fucking kills. But Paul's listed as debatable. Paul's fucking dead. <laughs> okay. Everyone's fucking dead. We should make a documentary. What I'm happened sh- to Paul? And it probably already is. Some asshole. You see these James fucking Franco? shitty fucking... <laughs> Did you know about that? James Franco is such an asshole. You know about that movie Cruising? The uh, Al Pacino movie? I don't think so. So Al Pacino plays a detective who goes undercover and uh, he goes to gay bars because some guy is targeting gays. Yes. And there's, there's a scene where they use a rubber fist and they fist somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But supposedly, 
Like, just lore. I'm pretty sure the director, it was the guy who made The Exorcist, William Friedkin. I'm pretty sure he even said, like, no, that's, that's not true. But there's, uh, like, folklore that um, there's an explicit graphic gay sex scene that was left out by the studio. Like, they're like, you cannot put this in here. And James Franco made, like, a short, like, <laughs> redepicting what that scene might have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> a scene that does not exist right. just just based off wait, his own <laughs> wait but okay well that is idiotic and insane we, if we had more money that's us we literally were just like we, oh, no, need, I mean, I we need to make a prequel <laughs> where betsy palmer's salting the water you're right <laughs> touche <laughs> it's a hundred percent us. He just has the money to actually be like, go through with it. <laughs> like if we had the cash, I would be out filming Betsy Palmer. It, it, when I did my mini, I pitched because people asked like what I wanted to see in a new child's play movie. And it was just a prequel before Chucky, just Charles Lee Ray, just as a human. I so think just we, take we, away the only thing I think people we might care be about. getting it. A Charles Lee Ray. I'm not. Listen, here's what I know. I know the people that own the rights to Child's Play, I think it's Universal, they don't, they're making a new Child's Play movie, it's in their schedule, they don't have the rights to Chucky. Mm. The rights to Chucky are sold to somebody else, but Universal has the rights to Child's Play, and they're making another one. Why the fuck are people not hiring me? Because <laughs> it's probably not that, it's probably just a new doll. <laughs> you're like, right, you're right. Like Charlie. pass himself to <laughs> Charlie? Is it Charlie. 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 <laughs> uh, anyway Oh yeah, we gotta finish this how, how long is this episode? It's actually not as long as you think It's at 108 right now That's way longer, I think 108 minutes? Yeah It's almost two hours well, We took a little bit No, sorry I don't know why I said 108 One hour and eight minutes Okay <laughs> Holy shit. It's way longer than I thought. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Um, so part two, done. Trapped in that <laughs> trapped in that salt lake. <laughs> Time's been going by so slow. Uh, August 13th, 1982. Was the second one released on Friday the 13th? No. It was April 30th? April 30th. Okay. But the third one was released yes. on Friday the 13th. Which is great. Because to me, this one is a celebration. It is. Part three. And it starts with the most funkiest music. <laughs> yes, it does. Part three was the first film to remove E.T. from the number one box office spot. And became the second highest grossing horror film of 1982. Only behind Poltergeist. Fucking Spielberg. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And a serial. <laughs> well, I Toby, Toby Hooper. <laughs> R.I.P. You were a great guy. Um, you fucking hack. But, 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 but <laughs> I love that you, usually you do that to me. I'll say something and you go, geez, like that. Under your breath. You did it to yourself. <laughs> uh, budget, 2.3 million. Box office, 36 million dollars. What did two make? US only. Two was um 21. Wow. So they spent 1 million extra and took in an extra 10. And, and the first one was only 500,000 to make. Yeah. Now they're using two and they use 3D. 
They did use that was probably that extra million. It had to be. <laughs> Box office uh, said that five point seven on IMDb, twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This is our first not fresh uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Did you did you do the Rotten Tomato score on the second one? Yeah, what it was. was it? Um, it wasn't very good. It was thirty four percent. Oh, so that wasn't fresh. I guess that wasn't fresh either. But I think they what still part, show. Part I think one? they still show like a tomato. Because Rotten Tomatoes makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it yeah. sucks, but you know what? <laughs> fucking it was a tomato. nightmare. Because it probably means something to somebody. The first one, though, was 61%. Okay, fair. So 61% of critics Why gave it a positive Why is so low? That's what I thought, man. Two is... Whatever. Anyway. I uh, There's a horror <laughs> website called... Vor- uh, what the hell? Having a stroke. Vegan Voorhees. Oh. Yeah. What is it? I don't know, but uh, they, they have a list of top 100 uh, slashers. Dude, the uh, the amount of fan pages Friday the 13th has is unbelievable. It's yeah. actually great. It's a great resource um, full of nightmarish people in the comment section. Of course. <laughs> Joe, one guy posted all these photos from the locations. Like he took, he went out and took. Yeah. Went to every location, took pictures, told his story. And the comments are like, hey, buddy, I really doubt this story. And like r- railed on this guy f- who's doing it for free. He's got a stupid website. Where he posts it. And everyone's like being like, I, fu- I call bullshit on this. They don't let anyone in there. Bullshit. They're so fucking mad at this guy <laughs> for doing nothing. People on the internet are such nightmares. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking losers would never say that. In real life. Never. You show them this picture, they'd be like, oh, oh can well, I pretty neat. <laughs> can I buy that from you? Then go online. They pro- Dude, he probably showed them in real life, and then they were like, that's so cool, and then went online, like, yeah. you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was great. It was the most aggressive thing. Like, and they said his name. It was like, Paul, I find your story <laughs> highly suspect. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is presented in 3D. Uh, we get a flashback to part two. Uh, then it's... An oh, un- I'm sorry, I didn't finish my yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Friday the 13th sorry. part two is the number one slasher of all time on that site. Oh, really? Yes. Eh, he's wrong. <laughs> Green. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't have an answer for him right now. It's but Halloween. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, the new one that I've only seen the trailer for. <laughs> Obviously. The one with the checkerboard. Yeah, the one with the checkerboard prison. <laughs> and and the founder of Barstool Sports as the, uh, the police officer. That's the one. Dave Portnoy. Showing him the mask. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Remember this? <laughs> that should be honestly talking up for another movie. <laughs> Our some movie RDs are way better. Some guy visiting Dahmer, just I'm, holding up a penis. <laughs> Hey, remember this, buddy? <laughs> Just waving and thinking. The one they found in the freezer. Yeah. What do you think about this, buddy? Got any more secrets to tell us? Maybe this will jog your memory. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Man. <laughs> oh, it's just... Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Uh, this is presented in three dimensions, and it's so fucking annoying, it's unbelievable. 
Um, oh, you know what else I wanted to just drop because, you know, I like to complain on this about fucking idiot asshole fans. Uh, and I think it's, is it two or three where they kill a snake? It's uh, a snake one. pops out this in one. three, but I don't think that's the one that they kill. Oh, is it's in the bunk. No, no, you're right. You're right. That's uh, in two, right? Two. That's a fucking real snake. They Yo, kill. No doubt. So where are all the fucking people on Twitter that are like, I don't watch Cannibal Holocaust because they hurt real animals. Which, by the way, that's fine if that's what you don't want to watch it about. Even though, like, those were indigenous people doing that. Like, you know what I mean? And they ate them all. And they did eat them all. Yeah, they used it. Um, Where are they about Friday the 13th Part 2? Because they take such a hardline stance on Cannibal Holocaust where it's like, I refuse. Like, they will straight, like, people will be like, hey, look at this cool cannibal. And, And they'll just chime in and be like, I don't watch this movie. Just so everyone knows, everyone, all my four followers know, I don't watch Cannibal Holocaust because they killed real animals in it. Well, guess what? Stop watching Friday the 13th Part 2. Because in the documentary, they're like, yeah, we killed a real snake. Yeah, and it's honestly kind of brutal. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Um, anyway, that's my two cents about idiot assholes. Named? <laughs> Dude, I wanted to say it so bad, but I, I cannot risk having to edit that out. I have names, though, in my head. Well, can I just show you this picture of the worst slasher of all time called Axum? <laughs> Look at that guy. Well, the fact that we haven't done that is fucking nightmare. <laughs> Why have we not done that? Can I audible and just skip uh, Patreon after this and do Axum? Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Look at that fucking guy. <laughs> um... So we meet this grocer, uh, just a bunch of 3D effects here. Uh, the grocer is the worst p- person ever. He's He eats fish food, and he lets the bunny. He's a bunny that just hangs out in the Enormous produce. Enormous bunny. Yeah. It's f- the most unhygienic thing I've ever seen. Um, and really, so part three starts off, I mean, people say it was so Jason could get clothes. That's why he's out in the laundry. That's fine. Um, but let's face it. This is a pointless fucking kill. Just put in to murder somebody yeah, in the first minute. They're not teens and they're not at a It's camp. amazing. And it sets the tone to this movie, in my opinion, where it's just, this is a new Jason. Um, and it's it's insane. So he kills both these people that own the market for no fucking reason. Guy's taking a shit in the outhouse. <laughs> Gets fucking murdered. Uh, we meet our crew, which is... Uh, I don't know why I said which is led by Shelly. Shelly is not the leader of this group whatsoever. <laughs> Shelly's a fucking nightmare. Uh, I would not want to hang around with Shelly. He's a fucking curly-headed fuck. There's a Cheech and Chong ripoff yeah, in the back. Yeah, there is. Uh, way more drugs in this one, too. Yep. This is the first one where it's real. Like, the car's smoking. They're like, our car's on fire. And they're just high just as Cheech fuck. Cheech and Chong, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crazy Ralph is dead, uh, so they literally have this new doom guy. new doomed guy who's holding an eyeball and just shaking at the camera for three D effects. <laughs> obviously, um, our kids they uh, this van full of kids on their way in. They go to a, a convenience store yep. where there's three uh, New York City G.G. Allen style punks. Why? <laughs> They're so out of place there. But that was like the thing. That was like the new like trend that was happening. So they were like, we got to include these people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, much like the rest of Friday the 13th, somehow it's fine. However, I, li- I like their inclusion. 
it's kind of a cool, uh, I mean, it was the first change of pace for the series yeah. where it was like I liked how there outsiders. Was like, there was like another group of like villains that they had to yeah, yeah. deal with. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, so these three New York City punks, they're basically just harassing Shelly for no reason until Shelly wrecks all of their motorcycles. <laughs> Runs right into it. I, the great scene. Yeah. Um, the punks end up following them back. They're going to light the house on fire. Wait, is that their plan? He has a bunch of gas. Oh, they were just siphoning it. I thought he was going to light the barn on fire. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, maybe, maybe the barn. No, I don't think that was ever the case. I think they were just like, dude, that would be, <laughs> that would be insane. That would be such a jump. Oh my God, that would be crazy. Um, I mean, he knocked their motors. <laughs> maybe I'm just an asshole. Yeah, you definitely totally what I would burned do. down their house. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny because when they're siphoning, see, I can't tell because when they're siphoning the gas, the girl punk is like, come on, man, we shouldn't do this. And I was like, that's, she's really concerned about siphoning gas. But then at the same time, the guy's smoking a cigarette while he's siphoning gas, and the guy's like, hey, put that out. <laughs> so he's not that concerned. Well, maybe he's concerned about his well-being. <laughs> well, anyway, punks, these two punks start fucking around in the barn. Lady punk, pitchfork to the fucking throat. And hung up from the rafters in the barn. Great kill. Amazing. Uh, this leads the one of the other punks to come in. There's only three of them. Uh, he comes no, in. Even on the Wikipedia page, it says they're going to burn down that barn. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank that's, God. I was a little concerned. Well, that. yeah. 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 I mean, that makes that's that's I mean, the barn made more sense than the house, like <laughs> burning them alive. It's like, I was like, wow, that's really aggressive <laughs> because all, all their motorcycles work. That's how they got there. Uh, but yeah, burning down the barn. I mean, that's still pretty aggressive. Yeah, but Jason's you know in the barn because that's where he hangs. Okay, so I'll get to that. So second punk goes up looking for the girl punk. He takes a pitchfork. Yeah, and this is the entire purpose of these pitchforks is so they could wobble the knob, <laughs> wobble the knobbles at us. It's so odd. Um, so Jason, though, you're right, is just oh, and then the third punk comes up and he gets bludgeoned. Yep. Jason does not leave this barn, and it's because he's self-conscious about not having a mask. Are you aware of that? I am. I find that so interesting, and it adds an element to this third movie where he does not come out of that barn for a while. Right. And it's kind of cool. I kind of like it. I don't know. There's something about it. Do you like that the girl knows him? From like her younger days? No, that's fucking madness. That's okay. So you just brought the movie down a little bit for me. You're right. That part of the movie, and I always forget it for some reason because it literally doesn't need to exist, right? And did you know the original story was Jason raped her? I did not know that. And she was like, I'm not doing that. And they were like, well, and she was like, no. And they were like, fine. <laughs> I'm curious how that would have changed the franchise because I feel like a lot of people would be like, "Why is Jason raping people?" No, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't. Go yeah, there. that would be psychotic. But like, she was from Crystal Lake, or no? She so her story. We learn this girl. What, what's her name? Chris. This, yes, Chris. Two years the girl prior, named Chris and the guy named Shelly. It's throwing you off. <laughs> Chris, uh, our, our our final girl, by the way, 
she tells a story that two years ago, she, this dude, uh, Rich, is that the, or Paul, who, all these names are the most white, Rick? white, annoying names. Rick. She's telling Rick, yeah. Okay. So Rick's her little boyfriend. And she's saying, you know, the last time I went out with you, my parents got mad. My mom hit me. And because this is Rick's, this is Rick's family's barn or whatever, yeah, yeah. farm. So she was visiting him or whatever. She goes home, gets beat up by her mom. She leaves. She runs away, fake runs away, and hides out in the woods for a little bit just to scare her parents. And she's like, while I was out there, this fucking Jason goes walking by, and he starts grabbing me. And well, she doesn't know it's Jason. No, no. She's she like this. Deformed fan. <laughs> putting it nicely. Uh, and I don't even know. She's like, I don't know what happened, but I somehow escaped. Yeah. Which I guess is where the rape would have taken place which is I, I, now that I'm thinking about it it's so disturbing <laughs> but instead we get this weird story where she's like yeah this guy grabbed me and I don't know what happened so she's from Chris she had an old home I guess she's Christmas. near there yeah no, she, no, I'm telling you she, that's why they're going back to her, her old home on Crystal Lake and she's going back to confront her fears right because of this guy yes but yes. she didn't want to come out here no but she's like fuck it I'll I have, get to, over have it. to get over it yes well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Jason's still hiding in the barn because he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shelly uh, decides he's going to scare a girl by scuba diving and grabbing a girl's foot. Yeah. He does so in a hockey mask because it you know, wouldn't be scary enough getting grabbed <laughs> by something in the water. Oh, how is he swimming like that? And also carrying a fucking harpoon gun. <laughs> This is the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally carrying one to murder himself with. <laughs> it is the sole purpose of that gun. Sole purpose of that gun. Um, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, so Shelly has this confrontation with this girl where he's like, why doesn't anyone like me? Like, Shelly, you're a fucking nightmare. You're an asshole. <laughs> look, look, look at you. You're a fucking nightmare. So he goes and storms off to the barn for some reason and he's an off-screen kill. Yes. You don't see him die. Uh, but that girl by the water sees Jason come out with the mask yes. and the harpoon gun. And she, she for some reason, thinks it's Shelly, even though. So, completely <laughs> different build. No hair. Uh, I can't, there's, the list is endless of why they don't look the same. And at least at the end of it, she's like, hey. Who are you? What are you doing? And Jason shoots her in the fucking the, eye with a harpoon gun. At the end of this, we should list like the definitive top 10 Friday kills. That's what I want to do. That's because what I want to do. That's why I was thinking, I don't know what the serial killer, what we're going to answer really, whether it's bad or not. Because I don't know. I don't think you can answer that because it's almost intentionally bad in a way. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is what it is. It right. is bad. It's just people dying. <laughs> But three to me has the most, it's nonstop kills and they are nuts. Yeah. They are fucking nuts. This is definitely, this will be my top 10. For sure. I, there's, there's a bunch of them. Uh, machete to the nuts is the next one. <laughs> handstand machete one. to the nuts. Uh, the hand, why is that guy walking on his hands? 
Which I never noticed before. He does it earlier in this movie. Yeah, no, he does. Oh, yeah. It's I like never his, really it's like picked his, up on it. It's, it's, it's a party gimmick. Yeah. It's a party trick. It's It's like every fucking asshole in college that busts out their acoustic guitar when everyone was having fun and then played Wonderwall. Yeah, but Sean, Sean, <laughs> this guy is doing it. The girl's already in the shower. Nobody's watching him. The girl's like, can we please have sex? And he's like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Calling for him in the shower. He's like, I'll be right, I'll be right there. Walking in like an asshole. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> Machete to what the would, nuts. What would make you not want to fuck more? <laughs> Naked what? Monopoly, strip Monopoly, or having somebody walk in on their hands? Walk in on their hands. Well, like, Naked Monopoly. If, <laughs> if they walk in on their hands and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm about to do like tricks, sure. But they're just like, hey, I'm going to go get you a beer and then walk out of the room. I'd be like, just stay. And it's the second time he's done yeah, it. Just, like you were walk. Oh, you were walking home and he was like walking on your hands. And she's like, can you please stop? And he's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you think of how insane that is? You like, you have like somebody over. You're just walking. You're, you're ready, ready to do the business, and they're just walking around their hands, being like, "Can I get you a drink, dude?" That's what he does. He get walks the in. Fuck out of my dude, house. He walks in on his hands to offer her a drink. Yeah, I know, I'm well aware. And, Can I get and, you a beverage? And then leaves still on his hands. There's so much effort. I to might be an start. Asshole. I might start practicing walking on my hands just so I can. Walk into a room and be like, "Can I get you guys anything?" Sean, that's so stupid. <laughs> and then walking out. Um, so he gets a machete to the nuts. Thank God, nuts. Uh, girlfriend, she gets the old, uh, the classic, which Jason does all the time, and so does his mom. Laying on the bed. How many beds has Love. Jason ruined? <laughs> loves killing from the bed. He loves stab holding your head and stabbing you Which, from underneath. He was already standing when he killed Handstand Man. Yeah. He could have just walked into the shower. Instead, he went, he went and climbed under a bed. <laughs> Expecting That's this. so much effort. Like, you have to, like, really... Love what you do. Like, things <laughs> just really have to align. Just assume she's going to get into bed soon. A cop. At that. It's a hammock inside. I mean, uh, Jason, uh, what are you doing? Um, and then the kills just don't stop from here. Uh, the stoner's girlfriend, Chili, she finds dead Shelly, and she runs away. She's trying to alert somebody, and Jason fucking kills her with a red hot poker impaling her yep. stomach. Yep. You fucking kidding me? Don't forget uh, fuse box kill. Fuse box kill, I could. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite kill in the series. Fuse box, <laughs> fuse box kill. You know, Jason was super disappointed. In. Dude, the amount of work he did to like go under the bed, and then he's he's probably like, like when you like drop something and it's in slow motion, you're like fuck, and like a glass breaks. And Jason throwing him into the fuse box. He was probably like, no, I I wanted to do so much more to you. God damn it, fucking dead. <laughs> electrocuted yourself. Yeah. Um, she gets impaled by a poker. So we're left with Chris and Rick. Yeah. Rick uh, doesn't fare well. Rick, Rick's like, oh my God, this place is a mess. Let me go outside. <laughs> he gets his head crushed by Jason's bare hands and his eyeball pops out in 3D. <laughs> that honestly might be my favorite in the movie. It's amazing. And the head sh- like fucking shatters. Like the head. We got to make that top 10 list. Yeah, for, we will. Yeah, that, that was always my plan. So <clears throat> that's definitely happening. So Chris is all alone. Um, for some reason, though, she's having a really hard time understanding that something bad is going on. <laughs> like she's not convinced. She runs upstairs. The bathroom is flooded. 
like flooded. It's pouring out of the door. And she walks in and is like, huh. Then she looks in the bathtub. It's blood is all over, which, which I don't even know why there's blood in the bathtub. No one died in the bathtub, but that's fine. Blood is, bathtub's full of blood and a bloody sweatshirt. And she looks at it and she makes a face like, huh, what could this be? What's this about? Well, she finds out soon uh, because dead Rick's body's thrown through, thrown through a window. <laughs> and we get the Jason's chase as usual, starting in the cabin. Yep. As the first two did. Um, Chris is fighting back, though. Chris puts up more of a fight than anyone, with Jason at least. She stabs him in the hand and then stabs him in the fucking leg. And Jason's like, oh, and like taking bumps on this one. Uh, She escapes. She gets in the car. But the fucking punks siphon the gas. So it runs out of gas. She runs back to the barn. Knocks Jason out with the shovel. Hangs him. Hangs him. Then he takes his mask off. (laughs) Wait a minute. This is probably my favorite scene in all of the movies. It makes me laugh out loud so fucking Stupid fucking freak face. You know what else that makes me laugh is when we go to um, Connecticut cult classics and we watch these movies. And it's shit that you laugh at by yourself. And then you hear a whole theater laugh and you're like, well, is this the intention or not? I don't know. Because I remember the theater laughing so fucking like everybody was laughing at this scene because it's so out of control. Jason's hanging. She throws him out a window, the barn window. She comes down the stairs, opens the barn doors where Jason's body is hanging. He grabs the rope and starts like kind of like lifting himself up with one hand and then takes off his mask as like. Remember me? And she's like, oh, shit. I do. And he's got like a goofy grin on. Like he's like, Ooh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> then he puts his mask back on and takes the rope off his neck. It's one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. Is it more insane than, you know, she escapes, but then his big stupid face is in the mirror just looking out? She's like, ah! No, that's what I was going to say, too. I love that scene also. I love it. It cracks me up. I love it. It cracks me up. She gets, uh, well, he's so confused in that window. Like, that guy deserves deserves an Oscar. This is like, I've never seen somebody look more confused just looking out a window. (laughs) That is like, it cracks me up so hard every time. Um, One of the punks ends up being alive, though, the guy that got bludgeoned. He tries to stop Jason and literally just gets his hand (laughs) chopped off immediately. And then Jason takes forever chopping him up. Yeah. Jason's literally just chopping him up. Gives enough time for Chris to grab an axe. Uh, They start fighting, uh, but she takes and he takes an axe to the face. Like all Jason movies, she gets in the canoe, pushes off into the lake. When she wakes up, Jason is in the window, like Joe said, hissing like a cat. It's like... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> and clawing at the window. And again, being genuinely confused by a window. <laughs> genuinely. And then my... Like, the way he's moving his head. The way he's moving his head is so funny. It's like, he doesn't know how he got there, but he walked in there. And the way he runs, like, <laughs> when he, like, realizes he can go down the stairs. <laughs> it cracks me up. Because she's watching him, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he's like, huh? And his head just moves to the side, and then he just disappears. <laughs> It's fucking creepy though. Imagine seeing that. How fucking scared shitless you'd be. Yeah, sure. I gotta find a picture. That's gonna be my my IG post. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be. Stupid face. It's gotta be. Um, and somebody's gonna ask you what movie it's from. Uh, they all are. No, no, nobody. Nobody shows up though. 
Pam Voorhees jumps out of the water into the canoe and pulls the girl into the lake. In the morning, the cops show up, and again, this she's not in the lake. She was never pulled. The cops find her, and they say, looks like she's the only one alive. And the other cop says, what's that about the lady in the lake she keeps talking about? And in the closing scene, Jason is deader than a doornail on the ground. Yeah. Well, fucking kills in this one. Body count is climbing with every movie we see. So that's it, guys. That is the first three Friday the 13th. This is Serial Killer. Next week, we will be examining. (laughs) Next week. uh, Let me pull up our schedule because it's been altered. Next week, we'll be doing episode two. Um. I'm not sure which ones we're going to be doing. It's going to be final chapter, number four, new beginning, Jason lives, and maybe new blood. New blood might get bumped to episode three, though. We'll see. It'll probably What's after new up. blood? Is it uh, Manhattan, Manhattan and hell, which I feel like deserve their oh, own. Manhattan and hell belong. <laughs> Manhattan, I like. You don't. You say it to me every time. You don't, though. You're saying that. I just feel like New Beginning, New Beginning, Jason Lives, and New Blood kind of belong together. Jason swims to Manhattan. It's perfect. It's not. He can't even figure out what the window is. Swims to Manhattan. He's literally trying to claw it away. He keeps pace with the boat. (laughs) A motorized boat. It's fucking ridiculous. Dude, she lands and he's like two feet by. He claw crawls right out. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <sighs> All right, guys. Um, so that's serial killer one through three. Uh, that that was awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, and then we'll we'll post which movies are coming up next. None of these are available for streaming. I think one of them is on EPix. I don't even know which one. Maybe two. I only want DVD. So I think everyone does somehow because uh, they've always put out a cheap box set. That you could pick up. So. Yeah. Um, I think I paid like $300 for it. In <laughs> oh, sorry. 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have it. Uh, anyway, so that's it, guys. Um, Facebook. Oh, uh, Salem, Massachusetts, October 6th. Uh, Orlando, September 21st. Go to IHateHorror.com forward slash events to get more information on those shows. We'll have them all there. They're on our Facebook too. Facebook.com slash IHateHorror. You can find me on Snapchat and Instagram at I Hate Horror. Joe, where, where you at, brother? Uh, Boognish1985 and Horror Show Joe. And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you all so much for your support. We really appreciate it. We're going to have some new merch soon. New merch, new merch. So keep your eyes peeled. And um, that's it, man. Really excited to wrap up Serial <laughs> Killer so we can stop watching movies. Um, and for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.